If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, I thought you were unhappy because they used the term granny panty. Because you're not a granny, but you love the granny panty aesthetic. A lot of your your panties are like granny panties. Describe a granny panty because this this granny is well into her 60s. I know. She got sexy That's why we need to stop saying granny panties. So so you mean like bucket underwear? Yeah. Describe my underwear. Uh, I mean, it just covers way too much. Got it. Like that's like, you know, or they just look like... um, there's a lot of stains on them. You a motherfucking liar. <laughs> you see now, now this is what men need to stop having podcast fights. Hello there. Our house is a mess. <laughs> Come on in. Welcome to another episode of Fly on the Wildin' Podcast. We are joining you from Atlanta, Georgia. Cue the gunshots, man. This is a hot mess. I, we apologize to all those ATLs, but you know what? I'm not sorry. One of y'all motherfuckers broke into my daddy's car and stole all of his obituaries from his suitcase. How dare you? Um, that was a reference to a joke. And also, like, gun violence affects us all. Not just ATL. It's a rural issue. Oh, you know? it, 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 it can is. be quite it, a yeah. rural issue, but uh, our show is not about gun violence. It is a podcast about dating, parenting, and recording it all for the world to see. Um, ben, glad to have you. As you can hear, we are still in Atlanta with this lovely sound machine. And Ben, make sure you catch every single time I throw to you to fire up shots during the episode, right? I think it's like... Got it. You're you're not much of a gun man, are you? No. I think you ever I go shot... to a gun range, just like even on a date? With you, yeah. But as I... opposed to with who else would you be going with? <laughs> I don't know. Your, your other girlfriend. Lots of people. Lots of bitches want to date me. Lots of <laughs> dicks want to get up in this ass. Ah, fire! Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. I I like how much I love that. I know. I just I'm I'm a dateable kind of guy. So, you, uh, so but the gun range. We is just not talked the place. about how you're not the catch. Remember Simone Biles? Don't go. Oh, cut them crickets off. <laughs> Sorry. I, I yeah. Don't cut this, Daniel. You want to get into the show, baby? Heck yeah, cricket. The first segment of our show is called Hashtag Influenced. It's time for the hashtag. Hashtag Influenced. Ben. Yes, ma'am. There is a lovely older woman that is going viral right now. We will tag her information in the show notes because um, it is not here, but I, I sent you the episode. We'll, we'll tag it here. But there's this old woman. Perhaps she's a grandma, but she has gray hair. She's been married to her man for like... 20, like 40, 42 years, I want to say 42 years. And she has been showing that the way that she has been keeping her man is by doing sexy lingerie, keeping it sexy, keeping it spicy. In <laughs> That's the how you keep a man bedroom. is like be sexy. That's how she's been keeping her man happy. And, and you can clearly tell that she loves being sexy. And because I've liked this video, now several videos have been coming down my timeline of like very happy, older black, very happily married, older black women. They have been loving 
and showing the girls how to seduce their man. Um, and of course, in the comments, people are making jokes. And then it was like, not the granny Perry's, not the granny panties being crotchless, all of this dialogue. And I, it, it didn't sit well with me because we hate growing older and age. And this woman is telling you how she stays happy, how she mm. stays horny. And she's kind of being shamed for it. Maybe I've been I, reading the sex you want too much, but what are your thoughts? Well, I thought you were unhappy because they used the term granny panty because you're not a granny, but you love the granny panty aesthetic. Excuse a lot me? of your, your panties are like granny panties. It, describe a granny panty because this, the, this granny is well into her sixties. I and know. She got sexy. That's why lace. we need to stop saying granny panties. So describe. So you mean like bucket underwear? Yeah. Like, describe my underwear. Uh, I mean, it just covers way too much. Got it. Like so, that's like, you know, or they just look like. Um, there's a lot of stains on them. You a motherfucking liar. <laughs> See now, now this is what men need to stop having podcast mics. Ben, what kind of panties would you like me to wear? What um, kind of panties are you attracted no, to? No, I like the I like the panties that I can remove easily. Okay. You can remove bucket underwear easily? Yeah, I know. That's why I like them. They're they're just as sexy to me. What underwear are difficult to remove? Uh, the ones that come with chains. There's like those chains underwear. You ever see those? There's like a lock. You got to like lock it. Like a chastity belt? Yeah, those are crazy. And I wear those. No, I'm just saying I'm glad you don't. Got you. What kind, like get specific. Is there a certain color of underwear that you like? I, I, I mean, lace for me always, because I know that's what I'm supposed to like, but lace for me always reminds me of really nice curtains. Lace. Yeah, like the... Oh, like the doilies. The doilies. I'm like, I'm not going to... I mean, I'm going to eat down there, but I'm not going to eat a plate down there. You know what I mean? Ah. So why don't you describe to me what panties you like, darling? Because that's why it's hard to get a read like like What color? I like... um, The sheer? You know, like those sheer I like the really tight, tight panties that just show a little bit of the butt crack. Not a little bit of the cheeks. They like hike up a little bit. They're like, oh, they're like the cheeksters. Yeah, they're like you could like exercise in them. I love watching you exercise. Oh, they so they look like a booty short. Yeah, I like a but little booty short. But they're like, is they're yeah. like if you took a bucket underwear and cut it. Right I actually there. prefer my women not having any panties and just uh, wear some shorts, like boxer shorts or like Sophie shorts. Yeah, no, like the running shorts, the little cute, cute running shorts. So you like commando with like like, like the a little yoga. Tease. I like the yoga thing. So I'm like when I yoga. wear yoga pants without yeah. underwear, you like that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Got but, it. But most of your yoga pants have holes in them. So we have to update you. You know that's true, Amber. What's funny is that your underwear all have holes in them. No, I've updated some. I went through and I got uh, you, some new ones. You have Marvel underwear, Deadpool. That ain't making my eyes roll in the back of my head either. Thinking about Deadpool. your little cartoon underwear. Deadpool and Spider-Man don't turn you on? Not, no, they don't. Oh. I would like a, I what, like a nice like want? boxer brief. I would like a gray sweatpant energy. Speaking of going commando, you know, like when men wear the gray sweatpants and you can see the little imprint. Oh, when oh when men do it? Yeah, yeah. It like yeah. bulges out. Like or like bulge. that rolling, or like a tight, tight jean. Remember that Rolling Stone album cover? Yeah. Do you ever see that? Was it like the Wranglers? What were they? They were like jeans, but you could see his heart on just sticking out. Right. See, that's the energy. Would you ever go commando? Are you currently commando? You're not. <laughs> if you are commando, it's typically because the underwear have so many holes in them that it no, is it's, created one it's big It's because crotchless. I haven't washed them. Because Your I underwear go crotchless yeah. as well, but not. they weren't bought like that. But why isn't it okay for this old lady to be sexy? Do you think older people being sexy is like, like because this is the culture being rude? Yeah, I, I think a big part of it stems from this idea that we still think sex is for having kids. And when you're older, you can't have kids anymore. So it's this idea that you shouldn't be having sex for pleasure. Because the only r- reason old folk are having sex is for pleasure. Right. right. Yeah, because it's, no, it's, no it's no longer about the kids. It's no longer about like, oh, you're new and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's like... Some good old boning. And also, I think we've talked about this before, but I think our culture just doesn't like the idea of getting old. I know. You know, like I've been seeing... A lot of the models are younger and, and such. And, you know, Leo doesn't like getting old, right? 25 is his max age. He only We'll, we'll get to Leonardo DiCaprio uh, later in the show. We but will get to him. I, it makes me sad. Sometimes I'm... Um, 
I'm scrolling on TikTok and I'm seeing this like older people filter. Like there's this one filter that's going pretty viral right now where people will like do it and it, it slowly ages you. And obviously like as it ages you more, people are like laughing and they're like, ew, like look how disgusting and mm. gross I look. And how those things play into like also people thinking old people are disgusting and, yep. gr- and gross and put them in a home and put them away and like... <laughs> That that one filter obviously is, is what drives that narrative. But but like we, think about how that would feel if like it was I'm a filter sorry, where yeah, you were gaining more weight, or if it was a filter where you were I, getting darker or whatever. I'm laughing because I just you you recently did help an older family member. Did I get get into her car? And she, oh my god, Ben. See, you are so paid. I'm going to make you talk about your family at some point during this episode. Yeah, let's, but let's like, talk about Sometimes, okay, there are certain things about Ben's growing like, older is gross, right? But let, also babies are gross. Let me babies explain. shit themselves and piss themselves. And we're like, oh, we that's tolerate cute. It. We tolerate it. And then older people shit and piss themselves. <laughs> and, we, and we make fun of them. I did recently help an elder uh, who was a little overweight. She's losing some mobility issues. She's on her walker and I helped her <laughs> and she looked like she could get into her car on her own. I saw her at the holiday of it struggling to get into her car on her own. So I get her into her car and I'm trying to like, she's just saying to me like, can you help me just like lift my one swollen leg into the car with the other swollen leg? And Ben is horrible and going to hell, which we knew, but really for this reason right here, I- I'm lifting the woman's my my elder's leg into the car and it's just it smells so foul down there and in the car as a whole that I was nearly knocked unconscious and you know, I I made eye contact with my sister who was like over the way and I was like that car just smells like piss so that car smells really bad and what are the like, things yeah. that could have helped you with that though and I will we'll, we'll get back to you know and Ben is Aging. now laughing at my elder, which was no. You're like, you're like, why are old people gross? And I'm like, well, some old people are gross, and that's just the nature. When you get older, you can't take care of yourself in the same way. But in the same way, didn't um, well, I know people get so drunk that they shit on themselves, and these people are like 20 years yeah. old, and some, but we tolerate that. It's like, oh, they're doing dumb things or whatever. But when old folk do it, it's gross because it's. They're seen holistically as gross, but also I want to well, say if like you got it older, like it's the like the people, the, like obviously like that filter on TikTok, right? Like yeah, like it's not we're scared about of dying. shitting and pissing. It's about liver spots and and yeah. teeth not being like blinding white anymore, mm-hmm. and that is the stuff that people are like laughing at because it's so repulsive and it's so disgusting, and that's the stuff that makes me sad mm-hmm. for our elders because they that's why you like they're never... allowed to feel beautiful and feel sexy too. Right, which is you should never marry anybody for looks. That's the big thing. You have to love their hearts. You have to love who they you are as looks? a person. I, they were a benefit. It's like the icing on the cake, but you're not. your looks are not the whole cake, okay? It's your personality, that beautiful smile. Your smile is never going to, like, it's going to age beautifully. My teeth might fall out, man. I'm okay. You can get dentures. Got you. Like, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I do want to say, though, and then we can move on. um, I think our ability to, in that situation, it would have been helpful is if you, if we had a cat, because you can't really get bothered by pee smell when you have the kitty litter in your house. You just become normalized by it. That's disgusting. So that's something that is another reason I'm constantly trying to get Amber to get a cat. And so I'm adding this so to I'd, the plethora so of I'll reasons. So I'll be desensitized to, to the to smell th- of old piss. <laughs> exactly. Because eventually <laughs> we're both of us, we're going to be old piss. Wow. It's going to take care of both of us. I hope so. Oh my God. You want to move on to the next? Yeah. Se- speaking of wow, the next segment of our show is called Imperfect. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Parrot. That's what, that's my baby. Don't overdo it. All right, man. I hope somebody like listening to this in their car isn't about to freaking <laughs> crash or they're like listening at the gym and now they're like, God, I've just dropped my weight. Uh, sorry, listeners out there. Let us know how you responded to those. Um, but today we're actually going to talk a little bit less about our parenting style and more about some estate planning that we have been doing. Oh, yes, we um, did. So Ben actually, you know, drunkenly started this conversation. So Ben, get into like what estate planning is, is and how you started this conversation. So when you get old. Over a cup of Hennessy. When you get old, you die. And when you die, you leave things behind. And so uh, both of our parents are still alive. And so we need to make sure that estate planning is in order things like that. But also you, when your grandma died, there was a lot of things that your father and mom had to pick up. And that was, mm-hmm. they did it very well, very gracefully, but it was sort of stressful. Very. And we don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, well, my grandfather myself. died uh, years before my grandmother, my grandmother passed away, like maybe at the top of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I want to say. And my grandfather died like many years before her. And to this day, my dad still cannot find his life insurance policy or any of that. So all of those costs for his funeral were like out of my parents' pocket because he did not have that, that. And he had horrible health. Like it, this was a situation where it's like, why didn't you get this done? And my dad shared with me, like back in the day, people used to go like door to door selling you these like dirt cheap insurance policies that like ultimately amounted to nothing. And so there's a huge generation sound off if this is your grandparents as well. There's a huge generation of our grandparents that bought life insurance policies that just like suck or this company eventually went bankrupt and didn't like Mm. update the people who bought these like so like that were just essentially scammed and i i definitely think my grandfather was one of those people that's why my dad had to end up paying the money so yeah so we we ended up talking a little bit about that but also what will happen and your father was sharing that recently a family member died and there was a lot of problems with splitting up like, so when you have multiple, as a parent, one of the things about being a good parent is making sure that you leave things behind for your kids. So your father was sharing one of uh, more of his, like, you know, emotionally vulnerable moments after, you know, a couple of glasses of brandy or Hennessy um, about this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I brought up, like, hey, let's not do that. Let's actually pool our resources together Mm-hmm. and remodel your grandma's kitchen and rent that out. And then after that, let's actually buy a house, all of all the siblings, let's buy a house in your parents' neighborhood so that right. your brother and his girlfriend can move in with their two kids now, you know? Right. And, and then the, the, my, so my late grandmother does have a house that yeah. payments are still being made on that, but now we're trying it's, to, I think like the rest is very, you know, I think the, mortgage is probably about 300 bucks a month or something it's, yeah yeah it's ridiculous it's, real, it's, it's real like low. 200 or something mm-hmm. cheap 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 and so they're almost paying that off so i was like hey amber and i can actually invest in that home and update it so we're going to update that home so we talked to created this whole phase and i said let's update that home rent it out and use that rental money because it's going to be straight income, use that rental money for a mortgage for another home that we can all put into. Mm-hmm. So your sister was down. She's like, your sister's sort of starting her career so she could put some money for a down payment on a new home. Me and you could cover the down payment on a new home. And your brother... <coughs> in, me, in, in Athens, Georgia. In Athens, be, Georgia. Because like, we're LA. like, we're not going to be able to afford a home in LA. Yeah, for it's just a less, it's a less risky investment. So mm-hmm. we were talking amongst us and as we're talking, your your father ended up having all this fear. He's like, "Well, I wonder if you guys start fighting over this. I wonder if like you guys us three kids, yeah, yeah. us us the, the three kids." I was like, and then at one point, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna you know give you this money so you can remodel your grandma's home." And he's like, "You know, it's still my home." And you know, and I was like, "Yeah, honestly, if you wanted to sell that home and be, and use that money to take, you know." 
because one of his bucket lists, we were talking about bucket lists because we recently had a, a family, your family friend passed away and it was mm-hmm. just so sad. It was a very sad Christmas in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and we were talking about this and I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you wanted it, that grandma's home is still for you, but we're giving you this money so that yeah. you can, he's very distrusting. Yeah, he's very distrusting. Goodwill and good faith for because, sure. because he's seen it in his own family. Yes, he has, he has. siblings who are fighting. And I, I think as a parent, you, you sort of want to create this idea of family and not only family is something that you go and have Thanksgiving dinners with, but family is family where you go and do investments with uh, Amber right. and I've been watching the Sopranos and the Sopranos, <laughs> they have, but That's they a build different, different, family they build business. a family business. They do, they family, do. Family is business as well. Right. Right. And it's this idea. Why are we cutting ourselves out? Your sister, Amber's sister, Alicia has money and your brother has money. We have money. We should yeah. pool together. If we pool and buy, our resources. Yeah. Like, like Amber and I can't afford a mortgage down here, but we can help with a, a down payment. Right. And then but we I can, think it helped a lot that you like started this conversation yeah. because like well, I created a whole phase. I was like phase one, remodel grandma's house. Phase two, get renters in that house. Phase three, buy another home uh, and use that income uh, yeah. to pay, use the rent to pay off the, the other one. Phase four, buy another like smaller condo yeah. and ATL for your sister. And my right? sister's boyfriend was in there. He was like, my family would never have a conversation like this. Like he was kind of just witnessing like, uh, it, it really opened my eyes to like, wow, like people's families are really not talking about like what comes next. Maybe, maybe out of fear, maybe out of trauma, because like, I think I've been thinking a lot about how we, we've talked about this in the past and another creator said this, but like how the relationships between siblings, like if that is fractured, it is mostly in part due to poor parenting. Yeah. And I think my dad grossly underestimates how good a job, job he, he, did he did fostering with... kinship between yeah. myself, my brother, well, and my didn't sister. Didn't you all like equally hate him at one point? Right. We had a common enemy <laughs> just, when we were kids. But no. But I, he took you all to church. He took you all to, yeah. uh, I think church it was a huge glue to your family. For and, sure. In a communal way, less of a religious way. Yeah. That's the more, the more I hang out with your family, your parents are religious and they are Christians, but I'm seeing that church plays so much more as a communal aspect. Correct. Yes. Which is why I'd be like, why are we dogging this band? This is like a a, a refuge for a lot of people in more ways than like, just like a, a holiness space. This is like this church fellowship hall is where people got married and had their baby and like, fell in love or like the church was like, it's okay for you exactly. to get a divorce. Like exactly. all of these things. But I'm saying that I think your dad forgets how well this, his yes. kids love each other. And I, and I definitely also like, obviously, you know, I, I live the furthest from home. Like both of my siblings still live in Georgia and we, you know, have different beliefs about certain things, but like, you know, like when it comes to like financial interests and just like being there, like I definitely am like, very close with my siblings in that. And I feel like sometimes even I'll talk to you and maybe it's because you're a boy and you have three sisters, but that's why I'm sometimes like, call your sister, like call your mama, you know, like I'm trying to like nudge you to be, to, to, to grow those strongholds with your sisters Mm -hmm. too. Like, I feel like some of your sisters, obviously you're like, you can be really, really close with, but like, do you feel like you and your sisters would feel comfortable having a conversation like this? No, I don't think we would. I don't think my parents fostered community in the same way. They fostered religion, but it was always like a personal religion. It was like a personal relationship with Jesus Christ Mm. instead of a communal relationship with Jesus Christ. I didn't really understand. In some ways, I understand what community was, but there was a lot of like in-out crowding in the sense like, you know, you're a part of this homeschool group because the rest of the world is evil. You're being homeschooled because Christian schools are evil. It was a us kind of them mentality. Right. And I think that sort of leaks, you know, leaks into other aspects of your life. So, yeah. Did you ever, I don't know. And also because I'm, I'm asking you this again, because like you're the only boy in your family. So were there ever times where your sisters were like, no, take care of your little brother, like help him get dressed or like, no, help him I, do didn't, the I didn't get that. I think I got specialized treatment in a lot of ways because you were the boy. The I family. was the boy. I, and I, I think Aaron, your brother, got some specialized treatment, maybe a little bit, maybe some s- double standards, probably. 
But probably, but, but Aaron's that, just so different. But he, he's like really. the kid that's like gonna sneak out. But like, also, I, I think, I'm just never I don't gonna really be that see kid. Your mom sort of giving your mom's not very a specialized kind of treatment kind of person. She's gonna right be strict in general with all of you or just yeah your parents were just not your parents first of all were just not as restrictive like your mm-hmm. mom took you to go see titanic which we'll talk about <laughs> in a second but uh took you to go see titanic as a kid that blew me away yeah, like like as because of the draw me like your french girls scene yeah the whole set it just sexuality was very different yeah, yeah you know so your parents uh, yeah, so we can't really have these kinds of conversations. Unfortunately, I don't think my your my family's in a financial position to even discuss these kind of situations. Mm. Where your all your family is in some sense, all your siblings have income coming in. Where not all my siblings are able to work because gotcha. of you know mental illness and, and such. So we can't have those kinds of conversations. Unfortunately, got gotcha. you. Do you think? At some point, you are going to be because, and I'm <clears throat> I'm not trying to be like mean or intrusive, but because your parents didn't foster that, do you think that those relationships will stay the course that they're on, or do you think you're going to be like they didn't foster it? So let me sort of like step into this. Yeah, role. I, I have because I have my sister Nick and Tirza, and I've brought it up. Like Nick is very interested. I brought up like, hey, I mean, this is your brother-in-law, right? This is my yeah. brother-in-law. And because Tirza just accepted her first nursing job, and it's a good paying job for where she's at. And I think, you know, if at one point they're like, you know, we could use some uh, support in getting a down payment on the home, I would want to do that for them. Got you. Right? Yeah. And I've talked about it. It's like, yo, if you put a, if if I could help you, I brought this up to both of them, and they said they they weren't they weren't interested in buying real estate right now. They're young. They want to travel. But I was like, yo. If y'all want to mm. get a home, Amber and I can help you with a down payment and we can invest that together. And and when when you want to sell it, you want to retire, we just split it, right? You just end up creating wealth that way. Or if you want to get a new home mm-hmm. and you start renting it out, we split the rent or whatever. It's giving, it's giving Ben Soprano. I would love to. I, I love it. I love <laughs> yeah, it. I'm because not, you I don't kind have to tell anybody. But I love this. I've been so watching at, The Sopranos, though. And I, I literally, I, I, I leave that. I was like, I love the way they love family in that. And there's a lot, a lot of toxicity as well. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but I think there is a level of familiness and intention that I don't envy because... Because I'm saying, like, even with my conversation, you started that. And, and of course, like, you know, we we earn money in a, a pretty interesting way. But I think you do a really good job, like, managing finances. And, like, you know, I don't know shit about stocks and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you'd like to talk about CDs and stuff like that. And you need that person. And I think it really just meant a lot to my father that you, like, started that conversation. Will he let somebody rent out his mama's house? Probably not. But at least we talked as a family about like well, we're, what the bases we're, are. We're in the process of uh, upgrading it now. So that's exciting. That is exciting. So stay tuned. If you need a, a spot to stay in Athens, Georgia, my grandma's house might be on the market soon. Once again, I just feel like my dad's going to be the worst landlord, though. He's going to pop up every other day just to make sure the well, grass is we cut. We would not let him be the landlord. And he I told him, help him. I told, I'm like, I'm like, if you rent it out, you can't go there anymore. All right, my if, if you rent out that house, my daddy gonna be at, peeking through your bushes every other day just God. to make sure his childhood home. That's why. Ain't and then we brought it out. out. We we find a cousin. You got a lot of great cousins that you have great relationships with, and some of them live in Athens. So I was like, you get a cousin to go in there, right? The like, yeah, right. He only wants to rent it to family, probably. <laughs> yeah. but which is fine. Which is fine. Your dad's not gonna live forever. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Crickets. Crickets now. Crickets. Now. Don't 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 do the gunshots. So I'm like, just make sure you don't press the wrong one. Yeah, joking, damn. Mr. Thomas. I love hit the you. hit the. Your dad's not gonna live forever. <laughs> That's so fucked this, up. This podcast is gonna be right. rated. Damn. I love your dad so much. I really like drinking. Not you putting the hit out on my dad. Not being soprano. All right, baby. You ready to move on to our next segment? If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, what are we talking about? The next segment of our show is called the I do's and don'ts of relationships. I do, I do. Once again, let's get into our first question. Ooh, I, I see living with a toxic family member. Let's go. Hey, Amber and Ben, I love y'all so much. I'm going to try to make this quick because I just tried to do another message and it cut me off. But this has been happening over four years. Um, it's kind of deep. It's with my literal family. So long story short, we all moved into a house in Atlanta in 2019, right before quarantine happened. Um, we just recently moved out this year in November to our own spot. And we dropped a few people along the way. Um, the people in question are my uncle and my cousin. My cousin is 26. He's a well-capable adult. But through a, over the years of us being in the family house, he wasn't pulling his weight. We almost got evicted a few times. My uncle is in denial about the fact that my cousin needs mental help. He needs to literally be on medication. This isn't something therapy can fix. So anyway, um, all the years of no accountability, and he literally has got, got into it with everybody in the house, his father included. Um, and so this past Christmas, his dad, he moved to Austin for a job. He's visiting for the holidays. Um, for Christmas, his dad wanted to come over, and we told him that my cousin was not allowed in our house. So my uncle hit the roof, of course, because he, does, he feels like everybody's been ganging up on his son when his son has literally been the problem this whole these past four years he has he has been the cause of every issue we've ever had um so my question is should we try to mend the relationship with my uncle because as of right now it's it's no it's nothing there because he will not let his son be held accountable for the things that he's done to us so should we try to mend the relationship with my uncle or should we just let it go until he gives my cousin the help that he needs and is willing to accept the fact that he needs help and we are not forced to deal with him if we don't want to anymore because we're not in the same house anymore. So, I mean, it's a little deep, but any opinion would help. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Hey, wow. <laughs> hey, wow. We, I think we really need to get wild on the horn to get yeah. her paid about this. Um, this was a great question. And so relevant to what we just talked about. Very. Like pooling resources as family, but the family has to be committed to that, and you have to have that trust there. There's no trust here. So what do you think? Like, should they be the one to reach out the Olive Ranch to the uncle? I think that if this was my family, I have had to, I will be honest, I, I have had to sit my family down and have some very difficult conversations. I'll be vague, but a little clear. But one time I had to uh, confront a family predator and I had to like really poll all the women in my family to be like, who else? Like this happened to us. Okay. I'm going to say something like enough is enough. Like we're not just going to sit at a cookout and pretend like this is like, like shit is sweet. Um, and so I and my mother was really helpful in um, leading the charge on that discussion, which was very great for our relationship. Um, and I say that to say if my mother hadn't had have been so supportive and believing mm. me and the other women in my family, we would have a very different relationship today. And I think obviously this is not the same situation, but. I think your uncle is either like uh, similarly, enabling. your uncle is in denial about the problem and victim blaming the problem like, and enabling and enabling the problem. Keep on doing yes. So if I would have tried to confront the family person that needs, you know, a, a, additional guidance, if I drew my line in the sand about like this person cannot be around me in my home and our whatever. And somebody would still be like, well, no, no, he didn't. He doesn't need that. He did it. I don't think I could continue the relationship with my uncle. 
until he came around to the fact that like, you know, your son has broken these bridges. And it's like, well, and, and if you're riding for him that hard, you live with him. We're not trying to call yeah. you a bad parent. Go ahead, baby. I'm well, sorry. I was just saying that I think the uncle needs to be the one to repair the harm because the uncle is the one that brought the cousin into the world who's not, you know, bring trying to help his son get the help he needs. And so it has caused enormous amount of hurt and frustration. And it's, yeah, but they, they don't want to accept. And, and similarly, I'm like calling, um, I'm using my family situation as a, a reference point here. Like sometimes they don't want to do that because admitting that is accepting some blame and compliance right. with everything. But, but the, the issue is that this person was not invited to the holidays. The uncle got upset, but the uncle knows that his son is is damaging and toxic and shouldn't be around other fa- family right. and is throwing a fit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're right. We should be the one throwing a fit that you would even suggest that we have this person over. This person is no longer invited to our, our home. Yeah. And I think people have to do that. I, and it's hard to do that with family and it's sort of um, a cycle. But I know for sure my mom has brought my older sister around and that older sister has done great harm the family and continues to do that but my mom will say things like all right i won't try to reach out to her because i know it's harmful but she's a mom and so she still does it and every time she does it she she allows her she opens herself up for even more pain and more hurt right and so my mom just cannot has to stop and cut that relationship off with her daughter in a lot of ways and it's really hard for my mom, and but my mom knows that's the right thing to do. So, but the uncle doesn't even know what the right thing is, right? And I, I think that's or do different. you think it's you know <laughs> to, to Simone Biles like you know this isn't right, but maybe you're trying to save face because if you admit my husband's a I fucking idiot, I don't know. It means you're an idiot a little I, bit. I think people we are great at deluding ourselves of reality. I think we create alternate realities all the time throughout the world of what people are saying to us or who the villains are. We do that all the time. I think we humans are really good at creating stories. But they but in this situation what happens is and I've tried to explain this to you in the past like parents especially see their children as direct reflections of them. That's why when we do something that is in conflict with, like, if I do something different from what my mom would do, she's kind of very confused because she's like, that is in direct violation with what I would do. And they're not understanding. Well, that's something you've got to work through. Right. But I'm saying this uncle is seeing his son as a reflection of him. So he's basically saying, like, to... To say this person has mental problems is to say I have mental problems. To say this person is acting a fool is to say that but I you're act not a fool. even listening to what they're saying. Exactly, and that's my. And then in that case, you shouldn't be the one reaching out the olive branch. If this right. person is so delusional that they can't understand why you wouldn't want that cousin over, because they've done terrible things not only to their father but to everyone who was supposed to be pulling their weight mm-hmm. on you know providing for this home and that you almost got this family evicted evicted it's crazy and because of Wild. what craziness was going on you yeah. know like i shouldn't say crazy but just sort right. of the Me the absurdity that mm-hmm. you brought like you no don't you don't have to give an olive branch that person needs to get their shit together and breed and do the olive branch to you. They need to come with contrition and repentance. And until they do that, you don't do anything. You just continue cutting them off. And, and, and I want to like, of course we're only having the ear of the listener right now to the listener. You're doing the right thing. Like stand your ground on making sure that this person does not come around you. Don't second guess like, well, maybe I should, maybe I should invite them. Like, no, no, no. stand your ground. You're doing all the right things. And like, keep your boundary because <laughs> Keep your boundary. One more time, Ben. You doing the right thing. Like this, uh, somebody who almost got me evicted. I don't want to see you again. I don't want to see your family member. I don't want to see your kids. Exactly. Exactly. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't shoot them. All right, let's get into the second call. Uh, Hi, Amber and Ben. My name is Alyssa. Wait, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that or not. Um, but I just want to say that me and my mom 
absolutely adore y'all. We call y'all her like little family. But anyways, that's the size of the point. I'm calling today for some advice. I currently live with my dad and my stepmom. And my stepmom just recently quit her job out of nowhere. And so my dad has now been putting more pressure on me to pay more bills and stuff when he told me from the beginning that I would not have to pay any bills living there. And he also owes me $2,500. So my question to y'all is, should I stay living with them or should I leave while I'm still ahead and just have him to send me my money later on? Thank you so much. Love all y'all. Thank you again. Bye. The families are not family in today. On that fuck shit, as Amber says. But but Ben's been standing on business. Ben Soprano, what you got for her? You go first. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Well, well, you see. um, No, uh, I don't know. Fat Tony don't like that. That's terrible accent. Uh, Yeah, so the way I would go about doing this, okay, is that he's he's he did it you can't trust the man's word anymore you know he went back on his word he said you can live with them and now he says now you gotta pay me for nothing it's yeah. fucking it's fucking ridiculous I don't like okay? it tony you don't like it <laughs> tony get over here get over here so my my opinion is one you're not gonna see your 2500 dollars back all right you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna see it you're not gonna see the money all back, right? tony no. it's not because in his mind you've been living there rent fee all right rent free <laughs> Okay, and it's mine, you know, it's like, this is what I do for you. You don't, you don't appreciate me as your daughter, as your father, you know, it's fucking bullshit. So my opinion is you can't trust this man anymore, even though he's your father, but also he's fuck him. Father. Fuck him. Fathers are fuck, <laughs> fucking idiots. I was watching a TV show recently and the daughter made her uh, father's uh, car crash because the father was an abusive piece of shit. He's Not a piece of shit. Piece of shit. So that's my opinion as tone, as Ben Soprano. I don't know. Oh, I need gruntier. I just don't understand. Like, it, it sucks so bad when parents are in that 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 roommate phase with you where you're, it's like, well, you can't tell me what to do anymore because we're all contributing to the bills. We're all, like, you told me I should live here to save money, and now she quits her job and things should change for me. Like, I need I need a heads up. If we're going to treat this like a roommate dynamic, I need a heads up. Yeah. I need, like, hey, as of January 1st, 2024, we need you to start contributing That's to it. rent. Like, and if I agree with that, cool. If I don't, I don't. I, I cannot, even though I personally... Let me tell you how stupid I am, and then I'll go. I'll go from there. I was born and raised in Athens, Georgia, and I my parents have a five bedroom home in Athens, Georgia, and I went to the University of Georgia, which is in Athens, Georgia. As in, I could have been saving money for room and board all four years of college, and I still chose to live on campus, take out loans to pay rent because I did not want to be at my mama's house every yeah. night. Now, was that a waste of money and stupid in the long term? Absolutely. But I, I always... I 100% disagree with Because you. I needed a social life. Yeah, I needed I don't, space. I don't agree I needed, it was stupid. I think, think, okay. I think you going out of state for a college would cost even more. So you stayed in it state. Would. That was a smart decision. You stayed in your hometown. So I'm sure you did go home. Yep. You were able to I went home every Sunday for dinner. For meals. Exactly. So you, every Sunday, Amber, I mean, that's great. And I think you needed to clear some of your independence. I don't think it was stupid. It was just not maybe financially savvy. But right. The sanity, right? You could have sanity. lost you can't, you can't some put mental a price. health. You could have developed more mental health issues. Like you don't know yeah. what could have actually happened. You, so you, I can, think you can't put a price on peace of mind. And, and not that my mom's house is like crazy or anything, but she, like, she likes her clutter. She likes her figurines. She likes her things and yeah. there's stuff everywhere. And I just needed to become a self-disciplined adult and wash my own dishes and do my own laundry. And I needed my yep. own space. I wanted to be grown. I wanted to bring somebody home and not have to worry about curfew or disrespect uh, you know my, my daddy who who is that nigga on my couch you know i don't want to deal with all of that late into the night so i and also like sex that's what i was referring to oh right right uh but i so i would advise that you move out of your folks house just in general so you don't maybe no, i'm saying the their- sound of sex like they oh, the sound hear- of my parents having sex no no the sound of your father having to hear his little daughter getting smashed right like, that would have been hard for him that's i feel like i was alluding to that I but think it's funnier the way I said it. His little daughter getting smashed. Yeah, I could not. 
Uh, no, Wild cannot stay with us. She could go to if we're in LA and she's. I do not want to hear any smashing. I I mean hell fucking no. I t- I told you she she's got to learn how to, you know, have fun in cars like we all did. No no no. We'll, we're just leaving the house. I'm not leaving my house so my daughter can have fun with whoever she brought home. No, you sound great. You're you you're too LA now. No. Fine, nah. we'll get her her own little house. But I don't want her paying rent. She's got a pay little smash time. house. A little, yeah. You sound crazy right now. No, no. When she's in college, if she wants to be grown, she's gonna have to figure out where to be grown. That's the deal. That's that's what comes with being grown. I'm not gonna find you the We're residence. Getting off topic. So I think what you're saying is you made oh, the right boy. decision for yourself. I did. So I would I would advise you, especially if if protocol is going to change based on your stepmom, I'm guessing by the voicemail that maybe you and your stepmom also don't have the best relationship. Maybe y'all are cool, but maybe your household is now sort of like whatever she does is how the house goes. So she's like, I want to quit my job. You can ask your daughter for more money. And then your dad's like, okay, well I need more money. So there's, there's a power dynamic there. So maybe they just want you like, maybe you should leave that whole dynamic as a whole. So they can't really rely on you when things go poorly, because that's not, that's not a functional stable household dynamic if the stepmom's just gonna like leave her job and everybody else's role has to change so i would move but again i know how expensive rent is it's crazy out here but i'm just saying i would move i like to be grown you would take out more college loans to do it apparently (laughs) literally thousands of dollars just to be grown um anyway thank you so much y'all for calling in with those voicemails remember you should call 1-833-FOTW-311 if you have advice questions for the wildland family the last segment of our show is called shelfie hit it ben no not the song get on your job All right, last segment of our show, we're going to talk about something that we recently watched, Titanic. We recently had a viewing of the Titanic because we're home for the holidays, and my brother's girlfriend shared that she, she's like, I didn't really watch a lot of movies growing up. I don't really like movies that much. She's like, I didn't even see Titanic. And I was like, well, we have to watch that immediately. Yeah, back to Leo. And also, talking about Shelfie, you had to add two VHS cassettes that had to sit on a shelf. I remember that. I could watch the first one, not the second one. Not the second one. And you had to run it back. Like, right when he slapped Rose in that scene, that is exactly where they used to switch. So you just switch them out. But um, I I blame Leonardo and Leo Mania on the reason that I married a white dude. Yeah. That that had to have been the first scene. Anything like Leo. Maybe every, like, you know, Disney prince as well was a little bit in there. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have Prince Naveen when I was Mm -hmm. a little girl. And all the Ken dolls. So all the Ken dolls. You married me for internalized racism. I was conditioned to marry you. I'm an example of your internalized racism. Leo mania was the start. That's that's fucked up. I thought I was going to be with Leonardo DiCaprio. Would you, Uh, you wouldn't let me get on that door in the water, right? Uh, we would both have gotten on, but this Man, is already you're not getting thing. on that door with me. I'm getting on the door with you. So what did you notice watching it for the 30th, fifth time? Um, oh, because you watch it with her. Yes, I watched it with uh, my brother's girlfriend, who was great. She she actually really enjoyed the she film. Did. She she did say comically, which I don't think she meant it as a joke, but she said she's going on a cruise for the first time this year. And she said the movie scared her to go on a cruise. She She felt like it was like. So she was like, this is so horrific. Like, I don't want to go on my cruise anymore. Why not? And I was like, I don't think you're going to hit an iceberg in There's the Caribbean. There's lots of ways to sink a ship, though. There are, but, like, if the Titanic sank mostly because of, like, people freeze, Like, people people froze to death within minutes of hitting the water. So, yeah. like, the, the, big, the big horror was the freezing cold water and I mean, the icebergs. Well, the big horror is that all the um, alerts... That the, uh, oh, the captain yes. was Watch getting. Oh, back. Yes, I did not realize how many alerts that the captain got. And, and he just ignored them, continued to Not only did he ignore them, he sped the boat up. I was what like, you, you, idiot. you you let these people to the grave. Yeah, the other thing we noticed is <laughs> it's not a great thing to watch uh, the ending scene when a mother is nursing a baby. Yes, yeah, she was nursing my little nephew, and then there's one scene that's like mother holding an infant frozen in the water. And I was like, Oof, this, this is pretty traumatic. But I, I definitely, um, it, the, the film did such a good job showing the discrepancies in class. Like, mm. like James Cameron brilliantly showed, like, the, like those scenes were perfectly juxtaposed. Like every time you saw someone in steerage or third class, you would immediately see the opulence of like, like you would see Jack winning a poker hand and then it would cut to Rose hanging up like paintings from by Claude Monet. 
Yeah. Like, so those, like those were, and they all died. More. Like those people died, the rich and because there wasn't enough. Yeah. But when you do the, the poor, research, mostly poor people died. Yeah, mo- like it was like three fourths of like steerage or like third class citizens. Wow. No, third class, uh, not citizens, but boat. You know, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, I think we've become so aware about trauma now that there's a scene where the nerd is showing the simulation of the sinking of the Titanic to old, old Rose and Rose is like, well, thank you very much for that. And I think I picked up like, oh, she, she just was re-traumatized. Re-traumatized. That. And I think a filmmaker now would have maybe spent a little bit more on that team and maybe just have a really quick flash. More on that scene? On that scene. A, like a, a very quick flash forward where they show um, very briefly maybe like the horror of the of the ship collapsing. I think like we would have shown maybe just a brief, quick snippet yeah. of like a horrific image that she would maybe be thinking about. I also think watching it back made me a little more disillusioned to the whole Rose Leo dynamic because I'm like, now I will admit that I wouldn't have wanted to stay engaged to a, a rich asshole who's yeah, yeah. obviously going to abuse me or is currently verbally and physically abusing me. But I don't know if when the ship docked, I would have started my life with a man who won a poker hand to be on this ship yeah. and, and, and has but, admitted to sleeping under bridges before the ship. But he's a great artist. He's a great artist. Yeah. We love, we love an artist. You, th- you think I would have fell hard because of the art? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, no, I'm an artist, so he fell for me. I have nothing to add. You ready to get out of here? Yeah. That concludes another artistic episode of Fly on the Wild and Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Here's your outro music, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Bye. You know they're from TikTok, cause those laughs keep you coming, cause they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap whatever squats, and does a dance to please a place, and Ben reads books while serving looks, wild is wildin' all the time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.